Welcome to the Bowen Christian Family Centre podcast channel. You're about to hear a message recorded at one of our Sunday gatherings. We pray you are blessed and enjoy this inspiring message. I'm not preaching today. I'm just going to share some stuff. You know, just um, the other week, something really strange happened to John, my husband, Pastor John. I don't call him pastor at home, if you're wondering. I just call him John. But anyway, he has a habit of stopping at the Caltex on his way to the church every morning and buying a coffee. Sometimes he buys a coffee and fills up with fuel. And the other week, something happened, and when he went to pay for the fuel and the coffee, things got mussed up. And um, they said, oh, no, you haven't paid for this. Here, let me refund this, and I'll sort this out. And he pays on his card. So he paid, and he just took it and stuck it in his wallet and came to church and forgot about it. And then a couple of weeks later, he went into the servo to get his coffee, and they said, ah, we need to see you. You owe us $90 for a fuel, full of fuel tank of petrol. You didn't pay the other day when you gave us your card. He said, oh, I'm sorry. And they said, well, we've had, we've had to report it to the police, you know, and the police have done a report on it. And he's like, really? This is terrible. And um, he said, so I'll pay now. I'll pay now. And the person on the till said, hang on, I'll just have to go and get the mes- man- manager to sort this out. So he went and got the manager, and the manager came out, and he had this piece of paper, and he came out shaking his head like this, and he said, I can't work this out. You, you owed money. But on here it says paid in full. And one of the other guys came over and said, oh, someone came in to pay that for Pastor John. They had a red shirt on. Or they were in a red car. There was something about red anyway. And John said, really? So he went away and he didn't have to pay anything. The fuel, the $90 was paid for. So he started on this process of asking everyone. You know, he looked for everyone with a red car. Anita, did you pay for my fuel? He asked, Pam, Pam, did you pay for the fuel? Then he thought, well, maybe it wasn't a red car. Maybe it was a dark car. And he started asking around. But he couldn't find out who paid for his fuel. So we wonder if maybe an angel came and paid for his fuel. Do you think that's possible? Is there anyone here who's ever seen an angel? You know, when we think of angels, we think of those little fat things that sit on clouds, hey, with no clothes on and a harp. That's Cupid. Okay, that's not what an angel looked like. The Bible says in Hebrews that be nice, says to be hospitable to people because sometimes you can actually be entertaining an angel unawares. So, you know, I believe that the angel of the Lord encamps about those that fear him and delivers them. I believe that there are angels all around us in this place today. We can't see it, but I believe the Lord has set up a guard of angels around us. As I drive that car and the trailer down to Brisbane today, you know, I trust that the angel of the Lord is encamping about me, that he's keeping me safe. You know, angels are alive and well. And when we, you think I'm a bit dippy saying that, you know, some of us go, hmm, But it's true. You need to read the Bible. Um, But as we look at the Christmas story, someone who figured greatly in the Christmas story were the angels, right? And today I just want to share with you some thoughts of mine around the angels that were in the Christmas story. So I've asked for some help so you didn't have to listen to to me for too long this morning. So I'd like for Savannah and Alex, and Danica, just to come out the front. 
And these guys are going to read some passages for us from the Christmas story. Okay, so good. Yes, stand up there. That's very good. You're too tall. You're not too tall. Up you get. Okay, Savannah, you're first. So tell us where are you reading from? Do you know? Okay. In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Galilee, village of Nazareth, to a virgin engaged to be married to a man descended from David. His, his name was Joseph, and the virgin's name Mary. Upon entering, Gabriel greeted her. Good morning. You're beautiful with God's beauty, beautiful inside and out. God will be with you. She was thoroughly shaken, wondering what was behind a greeting like that. But the angel assured her, Mary, you have nothing to fear. God has a surprise for you. You will become pregnant and give birth to a son and call him Jesus. He will be great because he is the son of the highest. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father, David. He will rule Jacob's house forever, no end ever to his kingdom. Mary said to the angel, But how? I've never slept with a man. The angel answered, The Holy Spirit will come upon you and hover over you. Therefore the child you bring to birth will be called Holy Holy Son of God. And did you know that your cousin Elizabeth conceived a son? Old as she is, everyone called her barren, and here she is, six months pregnant, nothing you see is impossible with God. Mary said, yes, I see it all now. I am the Lord's maid, ready to serve. Let it be with me, just as you say. Then the angel left her. Now the birth of Jesus Christ was followed. After his mother Mary was betrothed to Joseph, before they came together, she was found with a child of the Holy Spirit. Then Joseph, her husband, being a just man and not wanting to make her a public example was middle to put her away secretly. But while he thought about these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take to you Mary's Marry your wife for that which is convinced in her is of the Holy Spirit, and she will bring forth a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. So all this was done that it might be Fulfilled with was broken by the Lord through the prophets, saying, Behold, the virgin 
shall be with child and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which is translated God's with us. Then, then Joseph, being aroused from sleep, did as the angel of the Lord communicated him and took to him his wife and did not know her till she had brought forth her firstborn son, and he called his name Jesus. There were shepherds camping in the neighborhood. They had set night watches over their sheep. Suddenly, God's angels stood among them, and God's glory blazed around them. They were terrified. The angel said, Don't be afraid. I'm here to announce a great and joyful event that is meant for everybody worldwide. A Savior has just been born in David's town, a Savior who is Messiah and Master. This is what you're to look for. A baby wrapped in a blanket and lying in a manger. At once, the angel was joined by a huge angelic choir singing God's praises. Glory to God in the heavenly heights. Peace to all men and women on earth who please him. Well done. Thank you very much. You're right, Savannah. Beautiful. Good girl. Awesome job. They did well, didn't they? So we read the story, and I just want to talk this morning very briefly about the fear knots of Christmas. You know, first of all, the angel appeared to Mary, and the very first thing that he said to her was, fear not. Then he appeared to Joseph, and the the angel said again to Joseph, fear not. And then the angel appeared to the shepherds, and again he said, fear not. And today, you know, I'm not an angel. I'm just a person, and there's not an angel here talking to us out loud, but I believe that if God would send us a message this morning, as we finish one year and we look into the next year, I believe that he would say to each one of us, whatever we're facing, whatever we're dreaming of, whatever has happened in our past, as we stand at the end of one year and about to step into the new one, I believe that the angel of the Lord would say to you this morning, fear not. Fear not. So that's um, what I'm just going to share a little bit. Because, you know, fear can rob us of the plans that God has for us. Fear can rob us of God's purposes. Fear can rob us of a joy-filled, fun life. You know, who's been afraid? You know, who of us have had a problem with fear? Many of us had, and fear keeps us bound up. It stops us from enjoying the life that we've been born for. It's the enemy of faith. You know, fear and faith can't live in the same house together, can they? Fear destroys faith. You know, this is my first Christmas without my mum, and when I was thinking of fear not, my mum came to my mind. She was widowed when I was 12, and my sister was 10, so she was only in her early 30s. 
And she faced a life bringing up two kids without a husband. He'd been a banana farmer. He hadn't left her a lot of money or a lot of resource. She had left the bank when she got married because that's what you had to do back in those days. She didn't have a job. She was a house mum. And here she was facing a future and having to raise two young girls. And, you know, I look at my mum and she did not live under fear. She was courageous And she took life when my dad died. She took life by the horns and she said, I am going to live it and I'm going to live it well. And she went out, she got a license, she went and got three jobs. She did this, she did that. And she raised her girls to be the young women that she wanted them and she believed for them. You know, and all those times she said, I prayed for you every night, Helen. I prayed for you every night, Kate. You know, and she just raised us the way that she believed God would have her to raise them. So I honour my mum today as a woman who was courageous. And today, let's be people who are courageous. Um, in, in Luke, one of them read out, who read Mary, Savannah, read out that she was afraid. You know, and I don't think she was just afraid of the whopping great angel that was standing in front of her. You know, I think we'd all get a bit of a fright and we might have a bit of fear if there was that big angel. Jeremy, you were a pretty good angel in the play the other night. I should have got you to put your wings on for me today. (laughs) But I don't think that was the only reason she was afraid. I think the other reason she was afraid was because of the plan that God laid out for her about her life. He said that you are going to bring forth and an, a baby. You're going to be pregnant. You're going to have a child and he'll be the saviour of the world. Like, oh, really? You know, I don't think you'd just go, oh, that's good. Yes, Lord. You know, she was filled with fear at that. It was such a big plan. And, you know, what are the plans that God has for your future? What are the things that God has whispered into your heart about your future? Chances are they are bigger than you. Chances are they seem like something that you could never do. You know, God's plans for us are amazing. I think of all you young people, you know, Savannah, Alex, Danica, Danae, Claire, and all you guys, Josh, Grace, all these young people here, Bella, where are you, Bella? There she is, and Seth. Okay, did I miss out any kids? Bivalu and Trinity. Anyone else? Jaira and Evie. (laughs) So kids, you know, and young people, when God whispers his plans into your heart, the chances are you're going to go, really? That is too big for me. You know, I don't think I can do that. And that's what Mary did. You know, but we know that we don't have to do what God calls us to in our own strength. He calls us to live a life much greater than we can lead in our own strength with his strength. Ephesians 3.20 says, Now unto him who is able to be, to do exceedingly, abundantly, beyond all we ask or even imagine. Okay, now unto him be the glory. You know, he is a great God. He's able to do more than you can imagine for you, through you, and in you. He's a great God. You don't need to be afraid. But Mary asked questions. She said, how can this be? Is it okay to ask God questions? How could I be a preacher, Lord? How can I tell my friends about Jesus? How can I be a good mother when things look so difficult? 
You know, how can I change jobs and do this new job? How can I get this promotion? How can I do it? You know, it's okay to ask God questions, but the, the thing is that he often doesn't give us all the answers. He didn't spell out to Mary every little detail. He just gave her enough detail to help her to keep going. You know, and that's what God does. Yarn, Makiel, just want to remind you of that. That's what God does. His word is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. When I have a torch and I'm going through the forest, the bush, sorry, we're Australian. We go through the bush and um, I shine that torch. The word of God is like that torch and it just shines far enough to show me how to go a couple of steps further, okay? It doesn't show me what's at the end of the track. It just shows me a couple of steps further. So I want to encourage you in that. Don't be afraid. Just take the couple of steps that you can see to take right now because when you take that step, then God will show you the next step. He'll open the door. He'll work it out. He'll show you how to get there. You know, trust him. Don't be afraid. What's the dream that God's put in your heart today? You know, is it a dream to raise a godly family? Like that's a big dream. And that's a scary dream sometimes because how can I do it? You know, how can we do that? It's too, too difficult. Shut your ears, teenagers. I don't want you to know, but sometimes teenagers can be difficult. How am I going to do that, mum says, dad say. How am I going to do that? Well, just know that he never asked you to do something that is way too big for you without giving you the ability to do that as you look to him. Whatever we are called to endure for his sake in the end will be found worth it all. So that's the story of Joseph. You know, Joseph's future didn't look real good, did it? When the angel came to him and said, fear not, oh my goodness, his circumstances were not good. Here he was, walking along happily, engaged, marriage was planned, was all nice, and all of a sudden, here's his girlfriend with child, going to have a child that's going to be the saviour of the world. I mean, he could have had her stoned. You know, it was a terrible situation in those days. His circumstances were not good. Well, maybe your circumstances are not good today. Maybe there's circumstances in your life that are really difficult at the moment. The angel says, don't fear. You know, I say to you today, don't be afraid because God's with you. Romans 8.28 says, we know that all things work together for the good of those who love God and who are called according to his purposes. You know, no, nowhere does it say all things are good or all things will be good. Tough stuff happens. You know, we live in this world. We live with people who make crazy choices. People get sick. You know, like stuff happens in this world. But my God says all things work together for the good of those who are called according to his purposes. Okay, so we trust him that in those circumstances we don't fear that good is going to come out of them. 2 Corinthians 4.17 says, For our light affliction, which is but for a moment, is working for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. So if this Christmas, the joy of Christmas, is a little clouded by some of the circumstances of your life, 
the angel says to you, the angel of the Lord would say to you this morning, fear not, for he is with you. He said, you know, that which is conceived in you is of the Holy Spirit. God's perspective on our life is not the same as our perspective. You know, we look from down here and we're looking around. It's like, oh, my goodness. What am I going to do next week, next year? How am I going to pay those bills? What am I going to do about this? You know, that's our perspective when we look here. But God's perspective is much higher. And he looks down and he can see how these things are going to dovetail together, that they're all going to sort out and that your future is going to be great. Yeah? So don't be afraid. Fear not. And thirdly, the shepherds. Like these guys were normal, ordinary guys just doing what they did. They were not spectacular people. They were just ordinary people. But the word of the Lord to them was fear not. You know, you have not been overlooked by God. Maybe you're sitting here today and this Christmas you feel like, so where's God been this year? Last Christmas I had dreams. Last Christmas things are good, were good, but this Christmas I don't know where I'm going. Where is God? Well, he sees. He doesn't overlook you. You are not too ordinary. You're not forgotten. You know, those shepherds, they were just ordinary people doing their thing, but God chose them and he used them in an extraordinary way. He, you know, they, they got used to do something significant, to go and to visit the Saviour when he was born. You know, and even when we're very ordinary people, God can take our lives and he can do extraordinary things through us and in us. You know, I, I look at my own life and I think I cannot believe that God has given me the opportunity to do the things and in my life that I've done. Fancy having the opportunity to go and be a missionary in Thailand for nine years. Wow, like I'm just an ordinary person. But God gave me that extraordinary opportunity. And God has a, a multitude of extraordinary opportunities for you, ordinary person, if you would just trust him. You know, 1 Corinthians says, you see your calling. Not many wise, not many mighty, not many noble are called. But God has chosen the foolish things of the world to put the sh- to shame the wise. And God has chosen the weak things of the world to put to shame the things that are mighty and the base things of the world and the things that are despised, God has chosen. God has chosen you today. He's got a great plan for you in this new year. No matter what your circumstances are, no matter what you think is going to happen, his plans are good. And then um, those, those shepherds, you know, they just listened to what God said. God didn't say to them, go and do this, go and do that. They heard, ah, oh, there's a baby going to be born in a stable in Bethlehem. And they made a decision based on that word to go and visit the stable. And today I want to remind us to listen to what God's word says and base the decisions that we make on what his word says. You know, his word says a whole lot of things to us. You know, his word says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. So when you feel not strong enough to do it, base your decision on what his word says. His word says, give and it shall be given unto you. When you feel like you haven't got enough to give to anyone, that you've got nothing left, give. Because he says, when we give, it will be given to us. It says we have victory in Christ. Don't feel like you're a loser. Don't act like you're a loser. Start believing that you're a winner 
because we have victory in Christ. It says nothing is able to separate it from his love. When we feel unloved, make your decisions on the truth that says we are loved. Nothing will separate us from his love. When we feel brokenhearted, he says he heals the brokenhearted. When when we're feeling sick, he says he heals the sick. You know, make the decisions of our life based on what his word says. Just like the shepherds, listen to what he says and make our life line up with those things. Make our decisions line up with those. So what's God saying to you today? How long since you've sort of thought, Lord, what are you saying to me in this situation? I just want to encourage you to that today to do that, to be like the shepherds. Listen to what God would say to you and make your decisions based on that. So really that's all I, I just wanted to share with you this morning. Fear not. Fear not. Because no matter what's happened in the past, no matter what's going on around you today, your future is incredible. God is with you. You know, he said to Mary, with God, nothing is impossible. You know, so today as you leave this place, try and take some time in this week to think about next year, to, to listen to what God's saying into your heart, the dreams that he's stirring in you. And fear not. Believe that what he says he will do. You are awesome. You're amazing. You're chosen and your future is great, yeah? Yeah, is that okay if I say that, all those things? See, because I won't be here on New Year's Day to say those things, so I want to say them to you now. Let's live a great life this, this year. You know there's changes coming for us as a church, and I'm sure some of those things will be a bit scary for some of us, depending on where we are in the process and at different times through the year. But fear not. Fear not, God is with us. No matter what happens, we can do it, church. We can do it when we walk with him. With him, nothing is impossible. We are overcomers. We have a great future, an awesome future. We're winners. Troubles will come, but they are the facts. Yeah? So fear not. Thank you for tuning in to Bowen Christian Family Centre's podcast channel. For any more information on our church, the preaching, or Jesus and Christianity, feel free to check out our church website, www.withsundayacc.com.au.